0: Hey there, movie fans. This is Pete from Box Office 30 podcast. I wanted to take a moment to mention our sponsor for this episode, HalloweenCostumes.com. What a great website. We're coming up in the Halloween season here. If you're a big movie fan, this is a great place to get some serious movie costumes. I was just taking a look through the homepage, and just on the homepage alone, I see Jurassic Park, League of Their Own, Ghostbusters, Alice in Wonderland, Avengers, Harry Potter, Scooby-Doo. I mean, they've got a little bit of everything. I see Harley Quinn. Great stuff available from this website. So please head on over, take a look. We have a promo code available for you to use. Check this. 20% off of one item, one use per customer, valid through November 6th. If you want to take advantage of this, use our promo code TRNHALLOWEEN2021. I'll also put a link in the show notes for this episode. Again, you can't beat the website, you can't beat the costumes. Go check it out. HalloweenCostumes.com The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Drop in, movie fans. We're about to take you 30 years
1: into the past to explore the biggest blockbuster hits of the 1990s. I'm Pete. And I'm Michael. And, and this, this is
2: Box Office, Office 30. 30.
0: And welcome to Box Office 30 for October 1991. I'm Pete, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host and good buddy, Michael.
1: How are you doing, sir? I'm ready to party. (laughs) Cannot wait. So happy about today. All right,
0: well, don't give it away just yet. I know you got your way here, but we'll get to it in a little bit. The force was strong with me. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'll say. (laughs) Um, So uh, we're going to dive right in here tonight um, and and kind of get going on our um, intro stuff and see if we can't uh, make this a little shorter episode because Michael and I both have
1: busy days ahead, but um, (laughs)
0: the joys of of in-person work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And commuting, no less.
0: Yes, and that, yeah, as well. Yeah, and I had a rough commute back home tonight.
1: (laughs) So... I heard from a little social media birdie yes. that somebody returned to the movie theater recently. It happened,
0: yes. <laughs> uh, I was super excited to uh, to get back, and I tried a couple times, and we couldn't kind of make the timing work, and so I finally got back, finally got to a real live movie theater. I visited our local AMC. It's the first time. Well, we've been to the place where it is, but we haven't been inside, so we we uh, first time at this movie theater since we've moved to this area um and we were in a smallish theater okay um which was you know it is what it is like i i kind of like i think it was well the the problem is for the last 15
1: years you've gone (laughs) to the biggest movie theater on the on the Eastern seaboard. <laughs> well, this is it.
0: This is what I was about to say. I'm I'm incredibly spoiled now because this IMAX that I used to live just a couple blocks away from, and at one point just down the block from, um, was the Lincoln Square IMAX 13, and like that place was amazing. Even the theaters that weren't the IMAX were incredible. You know, yeah, so every like, one of it was them. just yeah. Um, so it, it was like a, a little change of pace. And the funny part is I realized, cause I, I told you, I'd kind of go over, like you went over your box office experience. I thought I'd look at my box office experience. And I, I felt like once I got there and we got our snacks and we sat down and I was really happy. And then this guy and his girlfriend or wife or whatever comes walking in and he's like, Oh, Whoa, look at this. And I was like, wow, it's true. Like people have not been back to the theaters in so long that they've like forgotten what what it is and what the experience is, you know, and whatever. And like, you know, it was a smaller theater, but they put in like these nice reclining seats. Mm -hmm. So that was like a bonus. But I, I sat there and I had this like, like lightning bolt hit my brain where I'm like, I am so out of practice for what I would have done to go on to a movie, right? Because like, especially with AMC and I've told you this many Mm -hmm. times, if you have an AMC in your area, or if you are a person that goes to AMC, first of all, get the AMC stubs program, the best money you'll ever spend still is. I think it's something like $12 for a year, something dopey like that. (laughs) I think you can actually pay that $12 with rewards points. You earn rewards for every time you, you purchase a movie, oh, purchase I, I used snacks. to use
1: your rewards points when I yeah. would go to the theater without
0: you to get a free popcorn. Yes. <laughs> you didn't hear that, AMC. <laughs> so I don't think I was supposed to share that. But uh, but but Michael would, or I'd have a bunch of friends come over, you know, like if we were doing like a big thing where it's like, oh, the new Star Wars movie or whatever came out, and we had a group of like six, seven, whatever people going, I'd pay for it all and then have the people just pay me back so I could put it all through the Stubbs thing. And it was great because you earned back a ton of money. And I could probably
1: even look up on my account. Let me look it up quick. Now I'm curious. I, I don't think the audience cares about your, your like, rewards is, balance. Well, because the reason why
0: I say is that there's <laughs> so many rewards programs out there where it's like, oh, if you spend like $100, you get like $0.10 cents back or
1: something dopey like that, yeah. you know? I, I'm in a few of those and a few different things. But I will make note, we are not sponsored by AMC. We aren't, no. If we, AMC wants to sponsor yes. us,
0: by all means. I will, I will I will. praise you guys to the moon and back. But, I, like, I, I can't get into the account right now. But, like, hundreds of dollars back of rewards over mm-hmm. the past few years. So it's oh, been yeah, super usually. worthwhile. And I was part of that, like AMC Stubbs premiere leading into.
1: Oh, you had like the gold um, membership. Like, here's a platinum card. You'd walk Yeah, in well,
0: it was cool <laughs> because it was like, you know, you could like skip the, the concession line, which got you many a dirty look, but was still amazing. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like they give you like, you know, um, early access to seating and things like that. But the best part was you could watch up to three movies every week for something like 20, three dollars a month yeah it
1: was like 23 21 a month that so looked, like yeah, when
0: i was crazy. in new york if i went to a imax movie that was 25 dollars, right so <laughs> if you saw more than one movie a month you're already saving money on it so we yeah. were doing that and i was you know d- like the daddy daughter thing i was taking zoe to movies all the time all this sort of thing and it's funny because i say all that to say that i had forgotten all of that because essentially when Corona hit and all the theaters shut, AMC stuck everybody's premiere accounts on pause and weren't charging mm. you and everything. And then like a couple months back, they're like, Oh, we're going to start your account up soon. You know, let us know if you want to do that. And I basically canceled at the time because I was like, I'm not going yeah. even yeah. now with any regularity. So I'm not going to be paying that amount. Um, So it was very funny because I got in the theater and I'm like, I don't have my premiere. I don't have the IMAX. I'm in this tiny theater. You know, <laughs> like it was like it was just this really weird experience for me because like it sounds super snobby and obnoxious. But like it's real first world problems we got going on. here. Is, but, but it's so funny because it's such a change in what was my average movie going experience right. all the time, you know, and not to mention like these crazy New York movie crowds that like no matter oh when God. you went everybody was always excited and cheering at the movies, you know, and things like that. And like, you know, for better or worse. So I don't know. It was, it was a very different experience being in this little, like two dozen seat, small theater versus like four 500 giant IMAX screen, yeah. you know, hundred plus foot tall IMAX screen theater and things. So
1: yeah, if, you, if you're, if you're, if you're ever in New York city and you have an opportunity, go to that theater just absolutely. for the experience. Yeah. It's, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. And
0: frankly, there's that, there's the IMAX there. There's the Lowe's Theater there, mm-hmm. which is like this. Um, that's the like, one in Times Square, right? No, I'm talking like all at that one theater. It's just that they call it the Lowe's Auditorium.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's like a double decker sort of thing. So you can sit up like on the balcony oh, yeah, and watch that the one's movie, cool, which is cool. also cool. Yeah. And then they have um, like a. Uh, what is that thing that they put in there? Like the. Uh, right, is that a different theater? No, that's a different theater in, in New York. That um, Dolby theater oh yeah yeah the dolby oh, the theater is cool. cool too yeah. yeah and i've never done the like the, what is that the 4d oh the 4d yeah, yet, yeah, like, yeah where we never got, did like, that it sprays you with water and all that yeah. sort of stuff and smell and everything I haven't done that so i gotta go back and, and, and try that at one of the ones sometime but anyway i say all this it was so much fun i was so yeah. happy to go we saw shang chi um it was great movie um super super well worth seeing in the theater um made me really miss the fact that there's been a bunch of other stuff that I haven't seen Mm -hmm. all this time going into it. So I'm happy that it's back. I'm happy that that things are going. Did you get to see Shang-Chi? I know
1: you were saying you might. uh, I was was going to go today, but uh, my couch just looked more comfortable and I decided I was going (laughs) to just up on the couch oh what an what an antithesis to everything i just (laughs) just said (laughs) like
0: movie theater movie theater theater. meh couch (laughs) i
1: I was home alone couch was there i was like this is this is where i gotta be right now
0: (laughs) to speak to like the likewise experience to you we had a little bit more lively of a theater we went on a saturday night okay um and it wasn't full but i would say that there was like a dozen and a half or or maybe more folks in the theater. Okay. That's um, not bad. So like there was definitely like the front row of seats was open and maybe like the back row of seats, but otherwise like there was, you know, people there. So, and mm-hmm. especially for that being the small theater, they were running two consecutive sets of Shang-Chi. One was at like 5.30 and one was at six. And because we're lame parents, we did the 5.30 one <laughs> in the smaller theater. So that way we, we weren't having to like keep the babysitter too late.
1: makes sense. Um,
0: but I think it's going to be a thing going forward. You know, we keep trying to see if we can't uh, get back, Angie and I, to get the babysitter over and go see a movie here and there because it it, it, it definitely was a great experience. She got, Angie got her um, Coke Slurpee thing icy and it was oh. a good
1: good icy. <laughs> like, oh. we're always on a quest for a good Coke icy. <laughs> I've never liked that, even in the 80s when that thing first came into. Really? Oh, gross.
0: Yeah. I will say, I think the Seven Eleven Slurpee outdoes the... Movie theater icy, but that's
1: a whole other. <laughs> that's thing. a whole other conversation in a different podcast.
2: <laughs> so,
0: Shang Chi. Um, first of all, I know you saw it and you you said you really liked it. Um, I didn't same see thing. it. I didn't. see I'm it. sorry. That's right. Yeah. Why you just yeah that. So, Shang Chi. Um, I really liked it. I think it's really worth watching. I know last time we were talking a little bit about the um, box office of it and that it it and Black Widow had helped cross a big peak number. It had outdone Black Widow. Um, I saw a note in the Hollywood reporter the other day that on Thursday, um, which let's see, we're on, <laughs> what I don't know which Thursday. That was like say. October 20th,
1: like the, the, the 30th, 30th of September, yeah, so September
0: 30th. Um, it became the first title in the pandemic era to cross the $200 million mark in the North American box office. So, wow. um, Great. I mean that's awesome. That's you know, it's not necessarily the numbers it would have done pre-pandemic, but right. it's it's definitely, you know, especially as a um non premier uh access um sort of thing, it's it's doing it's box office, you know. So I'm I'm really happy that uh that it's you know picking up that steam and doing really well with it again. Um and it's broken a couple of records. I mentioned last time it broke the new um, it's a new Labor Day record um for a four-day opening of ninety-four point seven million. Um, so, I mean, that, that's one of the best September openings, like just period. Right. Um, and it's been doing well, but it did just get dethroned by, by Venom, Venom too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that, uh, has its own record, which I also thought was interesting to bring up. Um, it just broke the, um, domestic opening record with 90 million domestic debut.
1: Yeah, it was something oh. like nine they, they were predicting it to be that big and it it hit it which is pretty surprising and pretty amazing
0: yeah and it made me go back and look because I was curious um how the original one did because you know the original movie I liked it I've always been a venom person
1: i I liked it I wasn't like holy cow this is the greatest thing I've ever seen but it was but your response
0: is what I feel like most people's response was to it either like you know people that weren't interested weren't going to see it or like you know because it's like it rises the line of like a kind of like a horror-esque sort of thing. It's kind of a scary character or whatever. Um, and certainly the trailers for Carnage, you know, like I I had the trailer for Carnage in front of Shang-Chi and my wife said like beforehand, she's like, I'm glad that we didn't bring Zoe along with us to the theater to see this. Cause um, the Carnage trailer is scary. She was, she's like this trailer and a few others that we saw, like, you know, she would have probably been too much for her. And I totally agree with that, but that's Carnage. And that's the character. And it's always been. But Venom opened at 80 million. So this is one of these ones where the sequel is outdoing the first one. So I I don't know if it's in the pandemic,
1: no less in the
0: pandemic. So that's why I'm saying I don't know if it's because people are starved for new content and are now feeling good about getting back to the theater for some of these superhero films. Or um, if Venom just has had a slow burn, you know, like where people didn't necessarily see it in the theaters. But I've now caught it since. You yeah, know, I, I caught whatever. it on Hulu.
1: I caught it on Hulu. Like, yeah. I'm so
0: I, I'm really curious what the uh, the reasoning for that is because, like you say, with that hurdle of people still not necessarily going to the theaters and the numbers they are, it's pretty impressive that it jumped ahead of a non pandemic opening for a movie like this. Yeah. So I don't know. Just thought that was kind of interesting. So that, that that's interesting. what's happening in the in the current box office. So you said you had some. Um, new or new to you so so hit me with them I,
1: okay i've seen two movies recently uh both streaming uh the first one is a n- direct to netflix movie called kate starring mary elizabeth winstead and oh, I, <laughs> I don't think i knew that
0: that existed but like as soon as you say that she's in i'm like yeah you would have watched that for sure
1: <laughs> i i love her i think she's great and it's very funny this movie i don't want to give anything away but it is as if Die Hard, John wick and that like Jason Statham cranked movie had a baby. This is what it would be. <laughs> so
0: this is like two references from recent movies for you that have to do with Cranked. So like, is there yeah. just like
1: a lot of like electricity driven people here? I, I guess so, but it, it's, it's a really good movie. Uh, In a lot of cases, it's very, very, very predictable. Like you kind of can foreshadow certain things that are going to happen. The fight sequences are some of the best I've ever seen, even better than some stuff in John Wick. Um, It's really violent, like (laughs) really, really, really violent. But what I find very funny about this movie is a few years ago when I was on Sequel Quest, I pitched a sequel to Die Hard where she would play Lucy McLean. And it would be like starting off a new franchise. And this is about as close to Lucy McLean as she's probably ever going to get in a Die Hard-esque style sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's eerie. Like it, it could have been a Die Hard sequel for all I care. Um, but she's fantastic in it. Um, Woody Harrelson, who we just mentioned, you know, with regard to Carnage, he's in it as well. He's fantastic. Um, the movie is stunning at points and there's some really bad cgi at other points <laughs> it's very weird but it's really cool Then the other thing that i watched is cruella oh okay and i loved it really Holy because go- oh like, my god i loved might it.
0: make you the only one like uh, that was like fairly panned by not only critics but i feel like anybody i've had Talk to me about it. I haven't seen it, so I have no basis. I thought
1: it's great. It's getting a sequel. It sounded like it just didn't make any
0: sense whatsoever for the actual character. And like,
1: I don't know, just interesting. It's honestly, it's really good. It, it answers a lot of questions. It fills up a lot of holes and it gives the character of Cruella DeVille a really interesting backstory and it explains a lot. I thought it was phenomenal. I really, I, I, I'm actually very excited to see what they do with a sequel because this was so good. Uh, Emma Stone was phenomenal. Do
0: they do a sequel? Oh, it's, you know, it's already, already
1: green light. Really? I looked it up. Yeah, I looked it up today. Uh,
0: I mean, I know that they've got like multiples of like Maleficent, um, but I feel like some of the other like live action sort of things that they've added in, they haven't necessarily done that as much with, but again like i said i felt like i heard that one just didn't do so hot but maybe maybe you know as far as the numbers they needed to make for it
1: from what i read on screen rant and a few other places it made enough money between the streaming and the theater to warrant a sequel and they've already given the go ahead for it and emma stone is allegedly or supposedly signed on for the sequel already um she was great really terrific um and she She basically plays two characters and kind of has two different British accents in the movie, depending on which personality she has. There's only maybe like one or two moments in the whole movie where I can tell she kind of slipped back into her American accent. But overall, she's spot on and really interesting movie. Uh, Emma Thompson is in it and she's awesome. The the two guys who play Horace and Jasper are really great. It, really, I, 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 I highly recommend. You might
0: it. have to give it a, a shot at some point. Uh, it's it, not for you your think? daughter. Though. I was not... say, I was just about to ask you, like, what is it like as far as like kids go? Because like like it's... Zoe has not wanted to even watch Maleficent, and, and like Sleeping Beauty is like one of her favorite princesses. Yeah. But I think it just even the trailer looks scary to her. Yeah, so.
1: it it is it is as close to Disney doing Joker. As they could possibly get. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But it was. I really liked it. I highly recommend it.
0: Cool. Well, I don't have any new or new to me movies. I've been on a binge for pre-existing stuff that I've been like watching over again. So uh, like I watched uh, Into the Spider-Verse again, which I love that movie to death. It's one of my favorite movies of the past several years. So I just, it's not a shock for me to watch that again <laughs> and again. But I did watch two other, like, random older polls lately, which I thought was kind of, like, fun to mention. So
1: one of them was Galaxy Quest. Oh, my God. I haven't watched (laughs) that movie in a long time. It's still funny,
2: though. It still holds up. It it,
0: it does. And I don't know what made me watch it, except to say that I was scrolling through something, Hulu or something that has it right now. And it, like, suggested it for me based on, like, my other watching stuff. And I was like, yes, I will watch that. (laughs) But it took me, like, maybe six or seven different attempts to sit down and watch it to get through it for some reason i'd like stick it on and be able to watch it for 20 minutes and then have to go off and do something different so it took me a while to get through that one the other one that i just watched um just uh yesterday as a matter of fact showed it to zoe it was mrs doubtfire oh yes i love that movie (laughs) which obviously we're gonna circle back on here in a couple more years but uh Another, just one of my all-time favorites. I Um, saw the bandit run that way, sir. It was a run by
1: fruiting. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Fantastic. Robin Williams is in in his best, probably one of his best roles, bar none. That and, you know.
0: Yeah. And he has another really good role that he actually won a Golden Globe for that we might be chatting about here shortly. But uh, we'll get back to that. But uh, the flip of this is I have... Another thing that I am watching that's not a movie that I'm obsessed with at the moment. Okay. It's something else that I want to watch that's related to movies that looks incredible. So... Squid Game? (laughs) Squid Game it is. Yes. yes, Squid Game is amazing. Um, I feel like I'm watching a real-life anime, (laughs) which there's been a few, like, adaptations of animes I've watched, and and they're usually garbage. But, like, this is really, really good. And I have to say, um, I... I'm somewhat of a, like, closet fan of, like, South Korean movies. Okay. Um, I, I probably couldn't name five, but I've seen a bunch over time. Like, starting, I think, actually, I was really introduced to them by um, one of our teachers, Vince, in in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he played this one, and I can't think of the name of it to save my life, but it was incredible. It was, like, they were doing, like, superhero, big-level, like, Marvel sort of stuff before we were by mm-hmm. years yeah um really cool visual effects and everything um and there's been a few others that i've seen you know over time but i i i think without even really realizing it i've been a, a pocket south korean movie fan so uh squid game is awesome not a movie uh, ongoing show but um really really good so highly suggest checking that out have you seen any of
1: it I have not. We've been watching that. Don't Money
0: watch Heist. it with your kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, I wasn't going to. But, this one uh, was an
0: understatement.
1: <laughs> um, we've been watching Money Heist. Oh, and, all right. In the, the dubbed over English version. Uh, it's it's cool. It's interesting. It's it's a little annoying sometimes you, when you can see that their mouths are not matching up to the uh, <laughs> to, to the Spanish language they're speaking in the movie. But whatever. Otherwise, yeah,
0: okay. I, I'll admit I've been watching the dub of Squid Game, not the subs, because mm-hmm. I, I just I don't can't have do the mental fortitude to read. Um, and as with any dub, it's chintzy but (laughs) it is not the worst. it's still getting across. The movie comes through or the show comes through. I don't know why I keep calling it a movie. Um, the other thing that I want to watch, which was a it's a Netflix special that popped up Mm -hmm. um in my list here today, and I'm like, where did this come from? Is starring Rob Lowe, and it's called Attack of the Hollywood Cliches. Oh boy. And it says one man armies, meet cutes, casual strolls away from huge explosions. Stars and industry insiders toast and roast these cinematic chestnuts and more. I just think that that's such a fun premise to poke fun at and do like a little like, you know, mini doc or something like this um, Uh on that. So I definitely want to give that um, a watch um, in the coming weeks here. So maybe I'll report back on that um, before our next uh, box office episode.
1: If there's a South Korean movie you'd like to see, there's a movie that I really like called The Villainous. Okay. Oh, it's fantastic! It's it's basically their version of a John Wick kind of a thing, but it's a female like assassin, and it's really really cool. One of the 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 motorcycle scene in John Wick is or John Wick Two, I think, is is stolen from this movie. Uh, It's a really cool movie. I really love that movie. The villainous. It's it's highly recommend it.
0: That sounds pretty cool
1: yeah uh, how did you come across that was it like something that i was doing a deep dive on john wick and they said that the motorcycle scene was based off of this movie and i was like well i love that scene i love john wick i'm gonna watch this movie and it was really <laughs> cool it's a really really cool movie
0: cool well how about we head into our next segment which is our box office 30 for october
1: 1991 oh okay
0: so October 1991 is here and we are missing the expected horror deluge for this time of year and that's not always built in but I feel like quite a lot of octobers come with some they lean pretty heavy into the, the, the horror, horror yeah. Um but instead, we have a list with some great films, some not so great films and some real randos that I at least loved as a kid. Uh we also have two top films which premiered last month and we chatted about briefly last episode mm-hmm. so we'll kind of gloss through them here in our top list. Sounds good. So our top film for October is The Fisher King. So as mentioned, Robin Williams, amazing role, uh, with an October gross of $25.8 million and goes on to gross $41.9 million total with a $24 million budget in September 20th release date. Um, we touched on this one a little bit last month. Uh, Jeff Bridges, Robin Williams, uh, kind of drama comedy. Um, just a really unique and interesting film, Terry Gilliam film on a quest for a grail. Um, and it's <laughs> got very sad sort of roots to it. Um, really cool visuals. Um, definitely, you know, one of these like kind of weird, irreverent movies that's 1000% up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> Um, our number two film is Deceived, uh, which opened September 27th and does 19.2 million in October, goes on to gross 28.7 million total on a 30 million budget. So (laughs) did not make your budget back. So, uh, poor Deceived, uh, comes in at a loss. Um, That sucks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I don't remember, you know, I mean, Goldie Hawn, like I remember watching her in a ton of stuff when I was a kid. Um, But I don't think, I think you and I briefly chat about this last month. I don't really remember this one so well.
1: No, I I, I remember the title, but that's about as far as I got. Yeah. Uh, Number
0: three on our list this month is Ricochet, which after I've looked into it, it,
1: it more really seems like a movie i want to see it's a fantastic uh, i actually have seen this movie It is a fantastic movie um it's denzel, denzel washington, washington john lithgow is
0: like enough to sell me and then he's like an uh denzel's like an ex-cop that's now like a district attorney and like when he was like a rookie he took out this like I guess he was like a like serial a, killer. He's, he's kind of a whatever. serial killer.
1: Yeah. He's assassin like or something like a mass murderer. And now he's sort. coming
0: after, him in, but like in John Lithgow and like, yeah. first of all, like of all, like the most zany individuals. But then when this guy plays serious, so scary. So, oh, like, he's
1: so scary.
0: I, I really actually kind of want to go back and watch this one. now.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. I remember it. When I saw the poster, I was like, Oh yeah, I know this movie. This movie is really, really suspenseful.
0: Yeah. Um, ricochet opens October 4th, to the tune of 4.8 million opening goes on to earn 18 million in October and 21.8 million overall. Um, and so we tossed these three films as well as number four overall necessary roughness into our listener poll this month. And again, you guys did not disappoint with the votes. We're back to 90 votes this month. And I didn't vote. I forgot. (laughs) You're not supposed to vote. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys again for voting. Thank you to uh, the guys over at the retro network for retweeting us. It it always goes a long way into getting the the poll out there. Um, And as we keep mentioning, it makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So without further ado, here are the results within Indisputable, fifty-one percent of the vote. Our featured film is "Necessary Roughness." Congrats, Michael! I'm so, ha-
1: I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm over the moon. You like me? You really <laughs> like me? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a
0: slight problem for me because for some reason. I cannot spell the word necessary. I've never been able to. <laughs> of all the words you know, that's the word you. you have I, I know. I it's because I always want to spell it n e s e c c a r y. Like it's backwards, and I don't know why I do that, and it's embarrassing. Because like I was even just like um, writing something with my boss looking over my shoulder that we were like trying to word something, and I wrote it the wrong way. She's like, "Oh, that's the other way around." I'm like, so this, this word, I have no idea what it is because I know I'm getting it wrong at this Mm -hmm. point because it's been spelled so many. So I have to say, I'm actually like, I did all the notes for the show tonight and I had to spell it like 20 times. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, you know what? I might know how to spell it now. (laughs) So
2: we'll see.
1: Um, You ever notice though, when like you use a certain word once and now, it, like you, you hear yourself saying it or throwing it into, into vocabulary on a regular basis. Like I said, albeit the other day. Yeah. And, I've, and I've used it about 50 times since. And I'm like, I don't even, I've never used that word in my life. And I've used <laughs> it about six times in a week.
0: Yes. No, that 1000% happens. Um, so uh, that's our top one. That's what we'll be doing for our review in two weeks' time. Thank you again for voting. Um, several of you commented on it that you were having a, a tricky time deciding between the top ones. So uh, seems like this one weighed out for for this uh, for this particular month. Um, my selection, Fisher King, came in second with thirty one percent of the vote. So I wish I could say it was closer, but unfortunately, it's just not. <laughs> um, but at least it's not necessarily as low as the other two, which was ricochet at sixteen percent. And poor Deceived, which did not even make its budget back with a whopping sad 2% of the vote. So (laughs) um, I I get the impression there's somebody out there who is throwing pity votes to our poll.
1: And just trolling us?
0: (laughs) I can't be wrong. Maybe like somebody out there is like Deceived is like their favorite movie of all time. And if so, I'm really sorry it did not make the cut this month. I
1: find that very um, but, hard to but believe. But I feel
0: like every month goes by, that, like we don't really end up with a lot of zero percenters, but we always get like that one movie that seemingly got like a vote.
1: <laughs> the, 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 the chump vote. Yeah. Um, so,
0: and I can't tell with 90 votes if a 2% equals out to like one or two votes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause like if it was 100 votes, you'd be like, all right, that's two votes, you know, but I don't know what that, that pans out to. So I'm getting the impression it's, a vote that they rounded up in the system. (laughs) Mm. So there we have it. So let's take a look um, down our list for the month at the October releases and and see what we know um, out of this list. So um, uh, let me let you lead off, um, I guess, starting around number five there um, or anything that you uh, know.
1: So uh, number five is Frankie and Johnny, which is a, I think it's Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's – from what I thought it was, I thought it was like a like a serious When Harry Met Sally, but it's not that at all. <laughs> um, Johnny has been released from prison and gets a job at a cafe besides a waitress named Frankie. Frankie is a bit of a loner, but Johnny is determined that their romance will blossom. I I remember this movie. I remember my parents seeing this movie because my dad was a big Pacino fan. Um, I couldn't tell you beyond that. It seems
0: like a little bit of a departure from what we've come to expect as a Pacino right. film. Um, which I wonder if that's why. I mean, number five is nothing to sneeze at. It does 13.8 million um, in October. Um, But I don't know. This one doesn't like echo through the halls of memory when it comes to uh what's funny about this movie
1: though uh one of the main characters in Necessary Roughness is also in this movie Hector uh Elizondo is in both movies interesting so he's competing against himself in the four and five (laughs) slot in this month that's very strange it's interesting uh, number
0: seven on our list is Other People's Money. This stars Danny DeVito. I remember seeing it years this and years ago. One yeah. of those Sunday afternoon WB movies. Um, I don't remember a lot about it, um, but I I do recall, especially once I looked back and saw the uh, the poster and things for it. Like I, I
1: feel like I remember seeing this one back in time. Gregory Peck is in this movie? Are you serious? <laughs> Holy cow. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> a, a, a corporate raider buys up shares of an underdeveloped company and falls in love with the founder's son, lawyer, stepdaughter. What? That's very convoluted. Let the <laughs> battle begin. This was, you know, not a great movie, but I remember it. I remember my parents seeing this movie. This was a, a you know, rented at Blockbuster kind of a movie.
0: So next one on our list here is another one of these movies where I saw it a million years ago, also probably on the WB or something like that. It's called The Super. Do you remember
1: this one? Of course I do. <laughs> uh, Joe Pesci is like a slumlord. Yeah, I remember this. This is this was a another movie that was R-rated. My parents let me see and probably shouldn't have let me see it because <laughs> it had a lot of bad language in it. Yeah
0: as well, as our rated movies are prone to do
1: yeah <laughs> um but yeah that's another one
0: i definitely remember seeing way back when and i like the premise of it that like he gets like ordered to um like live in like one of his like kind of like slum buildings you know mm-hmm. and he's doing his normal you know like <laughs> joe pesci thing um number nine i'm really excited to. Bring i'll let you up take because- this one Again, we mentioned there wasn't a lot of horror films necessarily happening um, this month, but if there's going to be one, it's going to be earnest, scared, stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you see this when you were younger? I did see this movie. uh, I think I saw it in the theaters actually, and didn't it have like puppeteered monsters at some in some part in the movie? Yeah, it's
0: trolls um, or some variant therein. Um, it
1: gave me nightmares. I'll, I will yes, admit.
0: I will say like it actually was a genuinely scary movie for for what it was. Um, uh, I loved Ernest. I loved the Ernest movies. Um, I think Ernest Goes to Jail is probably my all time favorite. Um, this one rates, I don't know, maybe fifth or so on the list, I think, for me, because I think in part I was scared by it as a kid. But this did have like a lot of just like great. Ernest P. Worrell moments (laughs) Um, with like the milk stuff and like Mm -hmm. giant boogers and like I don't know like it's just uh, it's very funny that this popped on the list because like I haven't thought about this movie in decades so I was really happy that that one um, popped in there
1: the next one down the list we have is number 11 called Shattered this is a movie I have no idea about. It's a Tom Berenger movie with Bob Hoskins, uh, Corbin Burnson. Like this is like <laughs> this is a real C lister cast here that uh, they they threw together in this movie. A, after a horrific car wreck leaves a man amnesiac, <laughs> a man slowly begins to unravel his shocking past. Shocking. Done, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, that's about that for that one. Yep. uh number thirteen on our list is house Party Two. How I love the nineties does it get
1: <laughs> I love the house party movies, kid and play were the best man, oh my God, I love the house party movies. those guys were awesome, yeah i, I if you haven't seen House Party or House Party Two. Or House Party 3, Pajama Jammy Jam. Uh, Oh, that's this one, actually. This is Pajama Jammy Jam is two. Um, You should see them. They're fantastic. They're great.
0: Go see them. (sighs) Amazing. All right. Number 14 on this list is another huge winner for me. Do you know Suburban Commando? Of course I know Suburban Commando.
2: Okay. I don't know
0: because sometimes I still talk about this movie and people are like, what on earth are you talking about? I. Love this movie. I had this on VHS. I had it on like permanent, like rewind and restart. Hulk Hogan, Christopher Lloyd, Shelley Duvall—just uh, a fantastic movie. Um, wherein Hulk Hogan plays this like space dude named Shep Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a like a Buzz Lightyear sort. <laughs> yeah, and he comes to Earth and gets connected with um, Christopher Lloyd's Charlie Wilcox, mm-hmm. and there's. It's just such a dumb, amazing, wrestler-driven nineties movie. Um, it was so much fun at the time. I-, I love all the like the various quotables from it. I was frozen today, you know, like just like other great <laughs> stuff like that that came out of this. I would actually absolutely drop everything to go watch this movie
1: again tomorrow. I love <laughs> this movie. <laughs> What's funny about this is like so a lot of people know of, you know, wrestlers that become actors nowadays, you know, obviously no one bigger than The Rock, you know, you have John Cena, but like Hulk Hogan had a string of movies between Rocky Three, No Holds Bar, Suburban Commando, that movie where he plays like a nanny of some sort. <laughs> uh, I think it's called like Mr. Nanny. Is that what it is? Probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was doing a bunch of movies and they were all fun and all good, like, you know, entertaining at the very yeah, least. I mean,
0: look, the the Hulk was the rock of the nineties. I mean, like it's, it's that same likewise thing where he transcended the wrestling career into popular culture and was being put into a ton of films and thrived in them. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily know that any of them were of, the overall quality or, or whatever that the ones that the rock are kind of in, you know, mm-hmm. like in more recent times, but I think that's just a, a timing thing. You know what I yeah. mean? It, it's literally that same, like goofy sort of shtick. Uh, yeah. My favorite ever Hulk Hogan thing, not a movie TV show, Thunder in Paradise. And paradise.
1: <laughs> thunder, Thunder and Paradise.
2: Oh my God. I, I love, love that, that show. That show. Every, you can <laughs>
0: And every couple of years (laughs) I make a really valiant effort to try and dig it out somehow Uh, and rewatch it again. And it's usually really hard to do.
1: It's really hard to find. It's (laughs) It's like
0: impossible. Like there's like a couple that you can find on like either YouTube or daily motion or like weird spots around the internet. They're like 240 P quality, Yeah, (laughs) like hot garbage. But Oh my God, what I would do. I kid you not.
1: That thing on Blu-ray. Oh man, I'd be all in. I have
0: not bought a Blu-ray in years. But You'd buy if they that. were to re-release, like, even like a 1080p up convert of this show, I would head out to the store the day it was released
1: and <laughs> buy that. I loved that show. Oh, me too. I really death. did. I don't know if you ever I had this conversation, but I loved that show, too. Like, absolutely loved that show. 100%. Of course, we both love that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That that freaking cigarette boat was amazing. <laughs>
0: So heading on down our list here, we get to some like little kid movies. Uh, we've got little uh, man Tate. Little man Tate's not
1: really a kid's
0: movie. My friend, I only just I'm getting that because I'm looking at the, the poster here for it. I don't really know enough
1: about it. So this is a Jodie Foster movie. Uh, basically she's raising some sort of like child prodigy kind of genius kid, like a, like a Bobby Fisher kind of a, a super genius child and um i think there's like a spelling bee or something like that or some sort of he's some sort of genius it was up for all kinds of awards i don't know if it won but it did it was nominated for a lot of awards at this time um yeah i remember seeing it and remembering it was really boring as a kid (laughs) but uh it was really you know an art house kind of a film you know it wasn't really meant for kids um, I'm
0: trying to remember if that's also the case with number 16 on our list, which is Curly Sue, which was um Jim Curl- Belushi.
1: Curly so- Sue was meant to be a comedy, but it's it's a little bit more uh, dark comedy sort of thing. It's cutesy, but it's also kind of serious at times. But that was a lot of the the Jim Belushi kind of movies. They were a little serious, a little little goofy, like you know, Canine, where he has the 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 dog partner, just like in Turner and Hooch. <laughs> I actually so I, really liked K-9. <laughs> I, I love that movie too. Uh, you know, Jerry Lee! Jerry yeah. Lee was the dog, you know. Um, yeah, but Curly Sue's another little, like, it was meant to be cute, but it was also a little bit serious, a little, little heavy for, for kids on the PG rating. So,
0: next one down on our list here, number 22 is Shout. This is a John Travolta movie, um, but I don't remember much more about it than that. I think it's a musical. Uh,
1: yeah, this was the, the really, really dark times for Travolta. Like, this was not, <laughs> not, not not some of his higher-valued movies, for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, we haven't gotten to uh, Michael yet. <laughs> no, I like Michael. That's I nice. like Michael. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Phenomenon.
1: Um, I love I Phenomenon
0: um and then uh broken arrow
1: broken um, oh <laughs> face off is the best one though face off
0: is good yes yeah. absolutely <laughs> uh so i'm gonna run through some i mean do you see some others
1: in this so, next section that catch you i don't the, know the butcher's wife i know um it's basically it, i'm gonna read the description it's a very crazy description but it's it's actually a decent movie A clairvoyant impulsively marries a butcher, moves to New York city and has a positive impact on the people she meets changing their futures, which in turn changes hers. Uh, the butcher's wife stars Demi Moore and she's got a blonde, she's got blonde hair in this movie. And, uh, Jeff Daniels is, is in it. I forget what he plays, but, um, it's, a uh, it's, I remember this movie. It was it was a weird kind of interesting <laughs> movie, but I I do recall this. Um, beyond that, if I go down the list here, looking at a couple of Twenty Eight 28
0: is The Hitman, which is a Chuck Norris movie, but that's all I remember about
1: it. I don't yeah, know that's all,
0: if I had seen that back in the day. Or I didn't or see first. that one either.
1: Yeah. 29, Homicide. I don't know that movie. Um, I'd have to look. This is where we got to run through the list. The yeah. Rapture. The Rapture. <laughs> Horror, Total I want to ice. talk about. I want to talk about horror for a second. The the fact that, that a studio named a movie horror <laughs> and it got released in 52 theaters. Granted, it is an NC 17 rated movie. Um, a night in the life of a cynical prostitute forms the basis of Ken Russell's portrait of the world's oldest profession. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um Uh we got Cool as Ice. Uh we got another one that's taking- Cool as is Cool as Ice the Vanilla Ice movie? It is. Yes. <laughs> yes, I thought yes. so.
0: A rapper gets stuck in a small town and falls for a local girl whose family is in the witness protection program. Cool. <laughs> cool. I can't as believe
1: ice. I remember that. <laughs>
0: Um number thirty-three is worth mentioning for no other reason. It's called The Taking of Beverly Hills. Um, this is gonna come up again in another like five minutes. Um, as this film is written by the pair of writers who wrote Necessary Roughness. Really? Yes. So they have two movies out at the same time, and and, um you're gonna see in a minute that that's a really big accomplishment. So Mm. we'll check back in on that in a minute. Okay. Um, past that, uh, we have two evil eyes, the man in the moon, not to be confused with man on the moon, Mm -hmm. uh, stepping out city of hope 21. Learish nitrat, I guess. Um, life is sweet mind walk. And finally one that's called screenplay Antonia and Jane, which is our (laughs) Miramax release for the month. At the bottom of the list. (laughs) $10,201. And I had to look this up because I was like, why is this called Screenplay, Antonia and Jane? And it's because it actually comes from a British uh, BBC series called Screenplay that okay. would, like, air like little short shows or movies or things. So it aired there first. And then Miramax, I guess, picked it up to do its little Beasley Miramax run. Yeah. Um, we spent enough time on the rest of these movies in their descriptions. I'm just going to skip right over. Yeah, the normal, um, you know, description we do at the bottom of that because that's uh, nothing terribly too interesting. So instead, let's head over into our recall segment.
1: So is this my month to recall? I think this is
0: yes. This is your note month. Um, And uh, we've got our our batch of information here as per usual. So Necessary Roughness is directed by a guy named Stan Dragati. He directed a small handful of films, including She's Out of Control, The Man with One Red Shoe and Mr. Mom. But overall, his career seems truncated with Necessary Roughness being his sixth and final film. Hmm. Um, he's active from kind of the late seventies, um, to obviously 91 here. Um, and again, not to take anything away from him because six feature length films are six feature length films, but, um, really only the ones I mentioned are, are kind of anything that you would actually, I think A probably note. recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written by Rick Natkin and David Fuller, who also have a short writing list tied to them as well. Um, and that's why I thought it was really interesting that they have two films out competing against each other in the same month, because basically their writing credits can be measured on one hand. (laughs) Um, so again, kind of like our director, just a short list of, of stuff. Film stars Scott Bakula, which makes me just want to go watch uh, Quantum
1: Leap. <laughs> Absolutely, without question.
0: Hector Elizondo, Robert Loggia, and Harley Jane Kodak. It also co stars a laundry list of actors such as Larry Miller, Sinbad, Jason Bateman, Kathy Ireland, Rob Schneider, and Fred Thompson, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, several sports icons relatively of the time seem to be kind of wedged in there too. I noticed. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so here's the thing. I don't think I've seen this movie.
1: Okay. (laughs) I I have, I I haven't watched this movie in well over a decade, well over at least. So they, uh, it's a Texas state armadillos is the name of the, the college and, and the, and the team, right? And they need to, um, put together a football team where they're going to lose some sort of, I don't know, funding or something like that. And the head coach has to go out and build like a ragtag misfit group of players to play on the football team. And he goes after a handful of people. Uh, most notably is Scott Bakula, who is, Damn near forty, but apparently he still has one year left of college eligibility to play college football because <laughs> he dropped out his junior year of college, and they need him to be the quarterback and bring him in a so he can get his degree and b to save the college and then he starts recruiting some people and um Sinbad being like like a defensive lineman uh. Patrick Bateman gets, um, I'm sorry. Patrick Bateman is, is American psycho. Uh, <laughs> Jason Bateman, uh, gets recruited and then, um, they need a kicker and that's where they recruit Kathy Ireland who plays on the soccer team for the college. But the interesting thing about this movie is, and why it's called necessary roughness is because they're forced to play what's called iron man football. They don't have enough players to play, uh, a, a, full offense and defense meaning you need 11 offensive players and 11 defensive players they've got about 13 players total and therefore they're the a lot of the team is playing both offense and defense in this league um and they get they had to be you know a little bit crazy a little bit wild in order to win and, and play in this college division and uh and yeah, that's basically the recall of the whole thing. And, you know, there's drama and comedy and uh, Rob Schneider does his fumble liar, fumble ruski, blah, 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 whatever, um, you know, he does his whole Saturday Night Live shtick in this movie. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got.
0: Nice. Well, I will re, you know, watch this movie and, and we'll review it and everything, but I have to tell you, I'm going to be pretty sure it's just going to be Sam Beckett in my head the whole time. Like, <laughs> Sam Beckett had to travel into this football player and and save the game in order to travel on to the next thing. It is very
1: much that. Yes.
2: I
0: I can't look at anything Scott Bakula without like automatically that premise having
1: to jump into my head that maybe it's
0: actually Sam Beckett all along. It could (laughs)
1: be, it very, it could be, you know, the, the, the shared universe for all we know. Very nice.
0: Um, I, like I said, I unfortunately don't have much to add outside of when I did start trying to, um look this film up a little bit obviously i don't i i as per every time i try not to get any kind of spoilers so that way i don't know what the story is necessarily going in but the poster um jumped out to me immediately i recognized that from like
1: the football with the with the Longhorn on it and yes the and the yeah.
0: glasses and the hat um i recognized that from like being off the wall of like our vhs rental place like back in town mm-hmm. like way back in the day um, so even if I didn't quite see it, um, I think I, I was getting, um, you know, an intro to it or something because it definitely brought back a, a strong memory of that poster at <laughs> least.
1: <laughs> do you want to watch the trailer?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's check it out in our preview review. All right, three, two,
1: one. Paramount Pictures. Right, the Texas State Armadillos are a little short on talent. Uh, show me the arm. Huh? Throw the ball, genius.
2: <laughs> How about that?
0: I like that they're playing in a basketball game. Yeah.
1: But Coach Riggs thinks he knows where to find it. I never saw anybody fire that football. Goal.
0: I mean, this has that, like... Rudy, yes yeah. well I was like that like kind of comedy sort of picture. not Rudy like too serious Right. oh no it's not now a serious movie
1: to finish the season he started 16 years ago <laughs> I hope he gets younger as he gets closer
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well a 40 year old freshman
0: yeah. maybe new Elvis we talk to respect our elders well I'm not that old not that I,
1: with raw I like that. I might have to keep that. Yes, <laughs>
2: because this is as raw as it gets. Uh,
1: he put glue on his hands. <laughs> That's we'll be the stock of college football. Oh, I think we are now. Oh, look we're look he is. Is, he right. Is hey, so we don't want to mess with us. We're nobody. Oh, I want someone to be their leader. Not to leave them behind.
2: <laughs>
1: this armadillo team is on a roll after last week. Oh, he's the announcer. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Team of wannabes led by a has been can make it through the season.
2: On, go, 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 go. Liar.
1: You guys got a hell of a lot of energy. left, considering we lost my 40
2: points.
1: Yeah, no it's kidding. That's like the uh, SNL it bit. It. Yeah.
2: One game at a time.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <Kathy Ireland. laughs> Women take over sport, man. She's so good in this movie, too. She really is, like, fantastic. We need to get wild! We need to get crazy! We need
2: to oh, party. I love <laughs> Syntac. I love so Syntac.
1: <laughs> I think you're gonna really enjoy this movie. This movie is it so good, It's so fun. It's really, really fantastic. I mean, it's
0: two little giants, but it looks good. Yeah.
1: I've been waiting for you. You should be waiting for the guy to cut your hair. What's What? Yeah. I,
0: I'm. I'm looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really fun movie, and what's interesting with this trailer is it does not give away the whole movie. It, it's a fairly it's a two minute and twenty five second trailer but it doesn't give away literally the whole ex- entire film, which has been the case in a lot of cases. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's trickier to do with sports film because sports,
1: like, yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> like, it's like you
0: have to like go by like the way that the game Sports is. and balls and throwing things and Yeah, get played <laughs> out. <laughs> How about that
1: local sporting team? Yes. Did, did you watch the game on the television last night with those guys <laughs> who threw the ball? Yes, And it's it's
0: poignant because Michael, I know he tried to drag in a number of people from the Retro Network, but we got nobody. So maybe this will fall on deaf ears at the Retro Network. But we're in the middle of our fantasy football season here, and I'm kind of been doing okay. I think I'm going to bite it this week, but um, we're in the thick of it. So it feels good
1: to be doing a little fall football. Football. Yeah, no, I thought it was kind of poignant. Yeah, no, I, I was pretty glad about that. Yeah, no, my fantasy football league, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm all over the place. I'm like a fart in the wind. One, <laughs> w- one league, I'm getting whooped. The other league, I'm doing great. I don't understand it. But, uh, you know, I love football, and I'm glad baseball is coming to an end, especially here in New York now because we've got, like, you know, the Yankees are going to go be playing the Red Sox in the wild card, and I'm just like <laughs> – <laughs> sorry i'm just helping our listeners out <laughs> yeah oh, i was like oh boy at least we got I, I okay anyway this is this is going to be the start of a series of sports related films that are going to be coming out in the next couple of years this was probably the most fun for me I, until you get to little giants which is you know ed O'Neill and and uh can't go wrong there but yeah so I think
0: I think little giants, I bring that up because that was like probably like my introduction to football. I did not come from a football town, football family, football nothing. Um so I, I think it just uh I think that's like where I was like, oh that's a sport. <laughs> and then I was like collecting the little um the helmets, the helmets out of the quarter
1: slot oh, machine. I think I had I st- the entire collection at a point. I still have a lot of those down in the basement. I'm like, oh my god. I goodness. loved those.
0: And it was funny because, like I said, I, I really knew. like I knew that like the Giants and the Jets existed. I really didn't know a lot of the other teams. But I went down into town and collected and collected
1: and collected, and collected those until I had pretty much, I think, all of them. So. I, I didn't have every one of them, and I wish I did. But what I used to do is take my action figures and put them in those helmets like I put like like He-Man and Skeletor in them and like Egon Spangler had he was the kicker you know it was just like I would line them up like football players nice yeah
0: you know I had a bunch of friends that um just all got into those at the same time and so we were like trading our duplicates and things like that so I think several of us probably like came close to finishing out a collection oh, over the I, course. I wish, of
1: I, had, I wish I had a full collection of those things. I want them still. Get up on eBay, probably. I'm sure, good.
0: <laughs> but you would want to get them like in the bubble still, so yeah. you can put the stickers. Put them on. together yourself. The sticker <laughs> may not have any
1: adhesive left, but
0: yeah, that's all right. You can get around that. All right, so uh, let's bring this choo-choo train into the station for this week. We're going to be back in two more weeks doing the review of necessary roughness. I thought I would mention really quick our show sponsor for the month again. We are sponsored by a great sponsor that has been sponsoring the show um, and the retro network last year, this year, and that is HalloweenCostumes.com. And we are running a promotion along with the Retro Network. Um, you can actually head over to HalloweenCostumes.com and our coupon code is TRN, short for the Retro Network, T R N Halloween. 2021 this promotion is running through october 31st but the link is valid through november 6th you can find the link over in our um, show notes and this will get you 20 percent off of one item one use per customer so um, go check it out they've got a lot of great stuff lots of cool costumes halloween decorations um, I, we talked about it last time wacky halloween sweaters all sorts of good stuff Halloweencostumes.com coupon code TRN Halloween 2021.
1: By the way, I hate you right now because now I'm going down an eBay rabbit hole of looking course. for unstuck still in the c- canister <laughs> football helmets and I found a lot of 17 of them for $27. <laughs> like like I may want to buy this now. <laughs> it's got the Jets one in there. Oh, good. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, Sorry. <my. laughs> this, is, this is where my life is right now. <laughs> to recollect these football helmets now. Oh, boy. Well, if you're not
0: eyes. putting those helmets on your head, how about a nice Boston scally?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> you get $5 off with a promo code that you can find in our show notes. And, uh, yeah, they're they're awesome. They're actually expanding their company, too, and opening a warehouse. and. In the greater Boston area. So, yeah, they're cool. They're cool people. Is Boston Scally sending us some Boston Scallies? I'm, I'm working on it, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I, I've got about seven myself. So, hopefully, if I can negotiate. We should
0: genuinely partner with them to come out with a box office 30 Scally cap. We could get it done in the blue. And the
1: white. (laughs) They they just did an eight ball one for like their eighth anniversary. It looks really cool. I'm like, I kind of want it. It's got a little eight ball on. I don't know why. It's just neat. So yeah. Anyway, I digress. You're going to cover
0: up the old cue ball with the eight ball, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Hide my shame. Yeah. (laughs) So... Yes. Are we going to do this big movie quiz? I'm dying for these things, man. I Absolutely, love them.
0: Absolutely, yes. Um, I, I seem to have misplaced some of the cards, but I still have our comedy deck here. Well, we, I just we're doing to out a comedy movie this other month. One. so Yeah, so it's still um, it's still uh, good. Now, I still have on top here our very controversial card from last time about which U.S. State Fargo was set in, so I'm going to fold that underneath, and we will still say no more.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was blasphemy that one
0: all right so let's see we'll we'll do six again and we'll see how how many you can do out of six today all right cool sounds like a plan all right which song plays during the opening credits of shrek is it that smash mouth song it is that smash mouth song for the full points, what is that smash mouth song the one and only one anybody remembers i don't know smash mouth did a bunch of songs for shrek i think they did what they do to um I I think it might have been counting crows that did accidentally in love or something like that.
1: I forget. I don't know what it's
0: called. Hey, now, you're an (laughs) all-star. Hey,
1: now, you're Also used
0: by mystery men, if I recall correctly. (laughs) Probably. Um, Who voices the character of Gru in Despicable Me? Steve Carell. That was an easy one. Okay. Uh which actor played Coach Klein in The Water Boy? Water sucks. Yes, water uh, sucks. B- 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 Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, it is. High quality H2O.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and actually that movie's the basis of me constantly like saying to you, balls, the devil. <laughs> I know it
1: is. I'm well aware.
0: Uh in Spinal Tap. What does the line, these go to 11, refer to? This is another thing I use all the time.
1: The the speakers.
0: Yes, the band's amplifiers, yes. But,
1: but these go to 11. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, which band plays at the wedding reception at the end of Bridesmaids?
2: This one's a trickier one. I oh, think. uh... Oh, it's a female band. Um.
1: Um... Cut, cut it out for time. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: oh my goodness, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's a three three girls. That's Dory um, will kill me if I don't know this. Um, crap. What's I mean, you you have it mentally. You have the mental image. Yeah, I know the song too, but I can't remember the name of the band. Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, it is. All
0: right, and finally, what is the name of Elwood's dog in Legally Blonde? I love
2: your faces now, (laughs)
0: ass. (laughs) It's
1: like I don't know. For those curious, it's Bruiser Woods. Oh yeah, great, yeah, fantastic. (laughs) All right, I'll I'll take four out of six on this one. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, and actually, you were pretty darn close there with Wilson Phillips. I I I don't think I could have even come remotely close to piecing. I was like, I know it's not the Bengals, but I was
2: like,
1: (laughs) something like that. Oh, all I, right. In my brain, yeah. I was, was going to say Belvive DeVoe, but I know that that's not right. But I just like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I remember like, I know it's three
2: people. <laughs> it's
1: like, yes. And I love Belvive de DeVoe. Don't anybody think that I don't? It's po- Poison is one of my favorite all time songs, bar none. Bar- Poison by Belvive DeVoe is one of the greatest <laughs> songs ever made. Qu- no question. Period. Well, two
0: out of three of them are completely down today. Hopefully, they'll be back up tomorrow. But
1: let the people know how they can get in touch with us. The, the Facebooks are working now. Uh, I don't know about the Instagrams. But if you want to find us on Instagram, you can follow us at boxoffice30, 30, T-H-I-R-T-Y. And if you want to find us on Facebook and Twitter, it's boxoffice3030. And uh, you can also go to our website, which is boxoffice330.com and you can see all of the past what is it, 31 or 30 so many episodes yep. we've got already wow crazy it's wild
0: I know I I like I know that we've been like really patting ourselves on the back about it each week but like I think it's just because you and I can't conceive of the fact that we've stuck with something like this so long, For this long.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we're enjoying it and it's and you know what's funny about it is though the movies are getting progressively more exciting for me. Like, I'm like, well, I, you know,
0: and and probably it makes sense to like discuss this in more depth. But you and I are getting older in yes.
2: 1991,
0: and all of a sudden, we're actually seeing some of these movies on the list. Yeah, you know, point in case with like Suburban Commando I mentioned earlier. Like, I had that on VHS and watched that all the time. You know, so like, mm-hmm. unlike some of these like top you know films that we see that are PG thirteen or R that I wouldn't have been watching at the tender young age of eight, (laughs) you know, going on nine. A lot of these other ones that are starting to come in as we keep aging up will be more in that vein. So, yes, I'm getting more excited about it. We're getting out of the 80s and into the true 90s era of film. So we've got a lot of really good stuff still
1: coming. And and side note, November is going to be a very interesting month. I mean, I think there's no question what's going to win. But holy cow, there's some good movies. <laughs> but yeah, Um, but no, that was this was fun. I can't wait to watch this movie and talk about it and and hear what's uh, coming up next and and go from there. You can also go to our T Public store if you want. Just search for Box Office Thirty if you want to get some cool Box Office Thirty merch. Get a get a hoodie. Get a face mask. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's getting cold. Might need one or both. Um, but yeah. And I, I got to you know, come up with
0: some more intelligent stuff to um to stick on there so it's like a little bit more variety. Not that anybody actually goes on there and buys anything except for you
1: and me. You know, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I bet you if we threw up a fanny pack on there, we get some sales. Fanny Ooh. packs are making a comeback.
0: Ooh. <laughs> that, that would be pretty cool. Well, uh thank you very much to Jason and Mickey and the Retro Network for hosting our show, retweeting our stuff. Generally um boosting us out there into the populace. Um, you guys are amazing. Retro Network is amazing. We're super happy and thankful to be a big part of this. Uh, not necessarily us be a big part, but for for it to be a big part of us <laughs> having the show here. Um, and uh, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. So we will see you in two weeks. For our v- Bye, everybody. Bye, friends. wrong movie
2: (laughs) this has been a presentation of the retro network